Hello, and welcome to Be Quiet, the show that awakens your intellect while supplying a vocal lighthouse to fellow introverts like myself that are trying to navigate this world of noise. I'm your host, Be On The Grind. Thanks for allowing me into your quiet space. And be sure to drop me a comment or hit the like button. And remember, excuses are the crutches of the uncommitted. Welcome to Be Quiet. Be supportive. The title appears to be self-explanatory, but in this day and time, being supportive often means I'll support you as long as you and I share the same beliefs, culture, and viewpoints. I'll support you as long as the stuff I'm saying is aligned with the stuff you're thinking. Crazy, right? Especially in a world that has the ability to be connected 24-7. How did we evolve into an existence that is more divided than any society in history? And how do we improve and correct this disconnect? Well, one way is to start at home, both figuratively and literal. Home should always be a place of peace. But with all the exterior influences that we voluntarily invite into our homes on a daily basis, war becomes inevitable. And for some, unfortunately, war has actually become their long-term companion. And without it, they feel lost or incomplete. In other words, we all know that one person who is guaranteed to start a daily argument over the most silliest issues, like, why did you wake me up at 7.03? You know I don't open my eyes till 7.05, but the sound of your eyelids opening woke me up early. Or how about that friend that has the potential to ruin any outing if you bring up a subject that they are against? Yeah, I know. Being supportive is not always a walk in the park. But if you take the time to step back and see that the effort you spend today being truly supportive is just a small step in the journey of longevity, well, it's worth it. And when it comes to relationships, look, I'm living proof that an old dog can indeed learn new tricks. But only if he acknowledges to self that there is a need for change. And let me say this. Looking at yourself and being honest can be one of the most difficult things you will ever have to do. But let me tell you, if you can conquer change, it will become one of the most satisfying and peace producing things you can do for yourself. First, look at the big picture. We are often consumed with being the person 
that we tell ourselves we are. There is no broad scope. There is no big picture with this mindset. There is only it's my way or the highway. And that mindset has been the cause of many family breakups, especially in the arena of parent and child. When you tell your child it's my way or the highway, what are you really saying is that my pride is more important than your problem. Let me say that again. When you're engaged in a conversation and you tell your child when they're trying to disclose something to you and you tell your child, hey, it's my way or the highway. What you are really saying is that my pride is more important than your problem. My ego outweighs the issue that's causing you to pull away. People, let's reverse the madness. Listen, the ability to see an issue from the other person's perspective is what separates man from beast. And once applied, it will be what separates the war dwelling amongst your peace. Understand this. I was raised to be nothing more than a prison number. My outlook on life was more aligned with 25 to life than doing two to five on a college campus. We were always told to take what we wanted, but never told that we could actually take control of our destiny. So I selfishly took and that also involved me taking advantage of friends and loved ones. But the real eye opener for me happened once I realized that I was taking everything around me for granted. And my introverted personality provided me the perfect shelter to hide behind. So, yes, the tenet of it's my way or the highway. <laughs> It did nothing but pave me a lonely road. And on that road, I didn't feel the need to, to support anything or anyone but myself. Yeah, reflection hurts. But sometime pain is inevitable during the healing process. And a huge part of, he of healing is learning how to be supportive. Understanding that you do not need to win every argument. Acknowledging 
Your children need to have the ability to be independent thinkers as opposed to existing as mental clones. Realizing that a circle of equal-minded individuals will result in an island of imbeciles simply due to limited intellectual growth. Being supportive shouldn't exist inside the vacuum of religion, politics, or social status. Being supportive should be illuminated under the interpretation of love and understanding. And let this sink in. Being supportive is not to be taken lightly. Being truly supportive is a commitment. Allow me to share some insight with you. Throughout my career, I have had the unfortunate task of removing makeshift nooses from the bodies of way too many under-supported people. And a large portion of these individuals fell under the age of 18. And now, hindsight being 2020, I can now see that most of these tragic incidents could have been avoided if only they had true support. Absorb this. A suicide letter is possibly the saddest piece of literature another human can ever read because it often places a spotlight on the one thing in that person's life that they couldn't handle on their own. And although I have read a multitude of such letters, the ones that stand out are the ones that depict the struggle of young people dealing with their sexual orientation. And I know a lot of you just moved into that mental space of I'm going to remain loyal to the book, person, or belief that is more important than my son or daughter. If that was you, <laughs> congratulations. You're the world's first perfect human being. Remember when I told you that being truly supportive requires self-reflection? Well, that was the illuminating reality embedded within that metaphor. If someone trusts you enough to expose the one thing in their life that they feel they can no longer handle on their own, embrace that moment and recognize it as an opportunity to love. Be supportive. And hey, before I depart from our quiet space today, I would like to read a piece I wrote about 25 years ago entitled 
planted in concrete. Planted in concrete. Here we go. I believe that a lesson in gardening can cultivate positive changes in individuals that are planted in concrete growing fields. The air was crisp, refreshing, and filled with the prominent aromas of sweet melon, meaty tomatoes, hearty green peppers, and corn. The picturesque scenery seemed to induce peace and harmony during a time of discord and friction. A prime snapshot in time as viewed from the back porch of an elder in the company of his lung, of his young preacher just hours away from his inaugural sermon. Have you ever tended a garden? The elder asked. No, there were no gardens in the projects, just bricks and concrete, I replied. The elder stepped off his porch in the direction of his garden and said, Follow me. I'm about to give you a lesson in gardening that will allow you to grow no matter where you are. As the elder towered above his plot of fruit and vegetables, he began to explain how one seed has the potential of providing a lifetime of nourishment for many in spite starting out as a young shoot, just trying to break through a hard shell. But if you commit a little time and guidance into that young plant, you'll soon see that not only can it now stand on its own, but it can also produce fruit. All it needs is favorable opportunity and love. A properly tended garden has the potential to change any environment that is growing in, the elder said. As he allowed a handful of fresh dark dirt to cascade from between his strong and weathered fingers like a black waterfall raining on a sea of green. How so? I curiously replied. Well, if you stay involved with the cultivating of your garden long enough to reap a harvest, you will discover that it adds beauty to its surroundings and economical opportunity for all that participate in its upbringing. A garden has the ability to actually hold back deadly erosion and prevent its environment from being washed away during a season of storms by becoming the living infrastructure held fast by the very root system that has always been there to support it. As I stood there, I began to see the metaphor within the message. This lesson had nothing to do with dirt and vegetables, but instead he was supplying me with a blueprint for reaching those like myself, a city kid planted in concrete, just lying in dormancy beneath a hard shell 
awaiting a farmer figure to visualize the potential and make an investment based on an expected outcome of future growth. I believe that a lesson in gardening can indeed cultivate positive changes in individuals that are planted in concrete growing fields. Because from that day forward, I decided that no matter what title or occupation that I hold in life, my assignment would always be to farm. Hey, have you ever tended a garden? Well, it looks like we've come to another end of another fabulous episode. And I'd like to thank you for joining me today on Be Quiet. I'm your host, Be On The Grind. Be sure to smash the like button or leave me a comment. And as always, remember, excuses are the crutches of the uncommitted.